ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Good for 
want to shine my light that all men might see. So they will give glory to my Father. Yeah, I want to serve the Lord. I want to be hard working. I don't want to hide my light under the table. I want to serve the Lord. I'm gonna be a servant. I don't wanna be, don't wanna be good for nothing. Yeah, I don't wanna be, no, 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 good for nothing. Yeah, I don't wanna be no. Don't want to be good for nothing, no, no, my usefulness. I don't want to be, don't want to be good for nothing, no, yeah, my saltiness, whoa, I don't want to be. ready for tonight? I said, are you ready for tonight? Oh, I don't feel like you're ready. You see, we are in a season, episode one, episode two, and this series, uh, Charlie, the series is electrifying, and I'm happy to announce to you that tonight, there's a servant of God in the house to bring us the word of God, hot, fresh from the throne of grace. Why don't you stand to to your feet with me? And help me and let's welcome to this pulpit the Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Come on, make some noise tonight. Wherever you are in your home, I want you to make some noise. Clap your hands as a sign of honor and respect tonight.
that be loud both in the house and in the house well some of you are in your car some of you are in your office but many of you are in your houses and we are also in the house so can we have a bigger louder hand clap a more exciting hand clap unto the Lord I'm very surprised that a Tuesday has just come like that. It was like yesterday when I stood here to preach. It's like 10 minutes ago, really, when I stood here to preach on Tuesday. Amazing. May you pass your time well. I said, may you fill your seasons with useful activities. May you not just be there and just pass time, but fill your time with great things, fill your time with good decisions, fill your time with great steps, fill your time with useful activities. So it's a blessing to be in church this evening and uh, I feel very happy to see those in the house here and to also know that many of you are way afar. But we thank God for technology. I want to particularly also thank God for all those who contributed money for us to have the cameras we are using and the other tools we are using to come online. You may not know that it costs a lot to come online, including people's lives. Yes. Whole lives are on hold for us to come to you. So I'm very happy that you appreciate it, which is even a good reason for you to um, honor the service we are having and any other online service by giving offerings. Yes. When you give an offering, you are saying that what is happening is valuable. Valuable. This afternoon, an idea just crossed my mind to stop coming online for a few services. I don't know whether it was God or it was the devil because both of them speak. But I have good reasons to come offline. Yes. Just this afternoon, interestingly, the the idea, the thought just flew. But that wasn't the first time. I've had a discussion with Bishop Kobe before. So it looks like something that is boiling in my spirit. And uh, the reasons are real. They are not frivolous or outlandish. And uh, we thank God for the opportunity to be in church. As you know, I am continuing to share with you on faith secrets. And it's surely must be one of the most important subjects you should be interested in because faith is everything you know you are saved by faith by grace but it is through faith so without the agency of faith grace cannot carry salvation through it's the agency of faith that enables grace to bring salvation to you if there's no faith There's no car to transport salvation. So grace is ready, but the car that moves it 
is through faith. The car is called faith. Not fiat, but faith. Amen. And the uh, Bible says we walk by faith. You know, our Christian walk is not by determination. It's not by ideas. We walk, we are able to take the steps we take because we believe in God. You know, anybody who is in church tonight must, because you know, this is also not a church, you, you just pass by. I mean, you must want to come here to arrive here. Uh, it's not like those churches in town where we, I was passing by and I said, let me just money here and see what was going on. No. You must come here and you must have faith that being here this evening in neos to your benefits, in neos to your increase, you know, being here this evening gives you something, adds something to your stature. So you may not know, but we are believing anyway. We are believing anyway. We are really believing anyway. So faith is a very important subject. The just shall live by his faith. And the big word there is his faith. Yes. My faith cannot help you. And I thank God I wasn't brought up to depend on your faith. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't brought up to depend on your faith. My faith is what makes me live. The same way, there's no amount of love. There's no, I don't know any type of love that will let you, that will make it capable for you to eat for someone. I don't know. Like, oh, relax. I'll eat it for you. No. You eat yourself. You clear the wache yourself. You clear the kinky yourself. You clear the rice yourself. You know, so the, 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 the just lives by his faith. So I pray tonight that you will really build your faith. Develop your faith. Because faith it's very important. It's one of your foundations as a Christian. Yes, foundation. When you say foundation, it is your foundation. There are many things that will not shift one inch if you don't have faith. A lot of demons respect faith. Yes, they respect. When they see that you are a man of faith, they are very careful when they are trying their things. I pray that you will not just believe, but you will be a faith person. And Father, as we approach your way tonight, speak to us, refresh us, bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, I said amen. So tonight, the short message I have to share with you is faith. And I'm preaching from chapter 3. You may be seated, please. Faith is obedience in little things. Faith is obedience in little things. So, like we did yes, uh, uh, last week, as, as we say yesterday, <laughs> last week, I mean, if you, if you, do some substitution, 
Because faith makes you live. The just shall live by his faith. So if we say faith is obedience in little things, that it means a Christian lives by obedience in little things. That's how you live. If the Bible says for without faith it's impossible to please God, then we are saying that without obedience in little things, it's not possible to please God. Without obedience, you don't get me. Many of you didn't do maths. Yes. But maths, there's a type of maths which is which are uh, which is called substitution yeah some of them is elimination by substitution but there's a whole like if x equals 3y plus 6 and if y is t plus 2 over 7 <laughs> i'm making it worse for the students yes but substitution is important. So today we are learning that faith is obedience in little things. Uh-huh. And if the just shall live by his faith, then we can substitute obedience in little things to the first equation. Amen. So the just shall live by his obedience in little things. I want you to turn your Bibles to 1 Kings. 1 Kings. Chapter 13. And I'm reading verse number 26. It's a short, it's, it's a sermonet. Faith is obedience in little things. Say, little things. 1 Kings 13, 26. And when the prophet that brought him back from the way Heard thereof, he said, It is the man of God who was disobedient unto the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord hath delivered him unto the lion, which hath torn him and slain him, and according to the word of the Lord. Which he spake unto him. This is the man of God. That is the sister. This is the pastor. Who disobeyed. The word of God. And therefore. The Lord sent a lion. To eat him up. And if we also substitute the devil as a roaring lion, then we can say that this is the man of God who disobeyed God's word. And therefore, the Lord has sent demons to destroy him. Ladies and gentlemen, this evening, you know, it's quite cool here in Accra. 
So, once it's cool, we speak coolly. It's when it's hot that we, we press. But I want you to learn tonight that when you walk with God, you are going to experience big instructions and small instructions. Get it right. There are big instructions. Matthew 23, 23. That famous scripture talks about weightier matters. Other translations call it more important matters. There is no set of variables that have its constituent entities of the same importance, of the same size. If you have a group of anything, a group of students, a group of pastors, a group of wives, a group of husbands, a group of workers, a group of accountants, that is, all these guys are accountants. All those here are nurses. We call them a set of homogeneous variables. Homogeneous means that it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's homo, they watch with homo. Homogeneous. Homogeneous. That's it. The same type of people. All of these guys are pastors. Yes. All those here are basenta leaders. Over there are the, all the ones there are doctors we've separated. Now, there is no set of homogeneous variables that has got its constituent elements. The people who belong to that homogeneous group of the same importance, of the same size, of the same greatness, if there are nurses there, there are minor nurses and major nurses. They may be carrying the same title. In the Bible, we have minor prophets and major prophets. All are prophets in the Bible. So when you are a wife and you meet a wife, you got to know who is A minor wife and a major wife. (laughs) No, you need to have respect. You need to have respect. Minor wife and major wife. All of us are wives. Yes. If you fail to do so and you homogenize the entities, you make a mistake. You will equalize things that shouldn't be equalized. It's one of the reasons why certain people haven't done well. They fail to put people on the right shelf and and just mix up grade two with grade five. 
Ladies and gentlemen, enough of too much explanation. God's commandments are two types. Big commandments and little commandments. Even though the Bible classes classes some of the commandments as weightier, you got to know that the, even the minor commandments must be obeyed. The minor commandments must be obeyed. If you don't respect the minor commandments, like we say in Ghana, in our local pigeon, ego who you? Ego. It means it will. Who? Who means fright, it will shock you. You will be amazed. Yes. When we say something is hoodious, <laughs> it means the thing is frighteningly wonderful. But I need you to know this. I need you to know that the commandments and the instructions that come from God, that come from God's servants, that come from whatever to your life can be classed into major commandments and minor commandments. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to read to you a story. A story which is classic, which has in it big and major commandments to obey and not so important commandments to also obey. So let's go to the same first kings. The same first kings. Beautiful. And I'm reading at this time 10 verses from first kings 13. 10 verses. Are you with me? Do you want to enjoy a story in the Bible? Beautiful. Now, and behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, Thus said the Lord, Behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee, this altar, shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burnt upon thee. Are you reading with me? And he gave a sign in the same day, saying, This is a sign. 
which the Lord has spoken. Behold, the altar shall be rent. The altar shall be rent. That is broken into two. And the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out. And it came to pass. When King Jeroboam heard the saying of the man of God, which had cried against the altar in Bethlehem, that he put forth his hand from the altar, saying, Lay hold on him. And his hand, which he put forth against him, dried up. Watch out. So that he could not pull it in again to him. That's it. The hand became stiff. And he could not bring the hand back. The shoulder joint was stiff. The king, King Jeroboam, pointed his hand at a man of God who was doing his work. Be careful, those of you who are into discussing a man of God minding his business and you are in your bedroom discussing him. Be very careful. He straightened the The man of God went and stood there and prophesied. That this altar shall be rent into two. Somebody is going to be born. Who will give offerings and sacrifices on this altar. And the king Jeroboam wasn't happy. Because it means that a king was going to be born. He said, who are you? Arrest him. Now when he said, arrest him. (laughs) Arrest him. The hand, the Bible says, it dried up. But not only did it dry up, I'm sure, with either leprosy or fibromyalgia. But he could not, you know, normally if you do this, you should be able to bring your hand back. But when he did this, that is the state he was in when he spoke. He froze. He experienced ankylosis of the... uh, The joints became stiff. Beware. Some of you are, are bringing diseases into your life. The joint which we can all move. I can move my joint. I can move the elbow joints, the shoulder joint. When he stretched for the hand, he couldn't move the joint again. So his hand was like this. So if he's eating, his hand is like this. If he's going to bed, his hand is like this. If he's going to church, his hand is like this. If he's going to work, his hand is like this. He couldn't move it. That's power. Say power. Say power. The altar was also rent. And the ashes poured from the altar. According to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. And the king answered and said unto the man of God. Entreat now the face of the Lord thy God and pray for me. I don't know if you get the point. That same foolish man who was insulting him, who was now sick, I experienced one a few days, a few, a few months ago. Yes. One of my major critics called me that he's not well. I said, you are not well? Which, which place is not well? <laughs> Put your hand there. The same hand you are using to accuse me. Put it there. I can understand this verse. It's not theory. This is not a bad script in the Bible to me. 
It's not a Bible verse. I have lived it. He said, I'm going to the hospital to go and see a doctor. Whatever. I said, put your hand there. Today, he's well and walking around. And there are more to call me. <laughs> I, I, I'm expecting phone calls as I'm here. As I'm preaching right now. You may not know, but I'm expecting phone calls. It may take two years. It may take five years. It may take ten years. But the phone calls will come. Keep watching. Keep watching. So you, you will know that man does not live by money or nonsense alone. Can I continue or should end the service? Can I continue? So, he begged the man of God that he was insulting. He begged him to pray for him. Wow! Entreat now. Entreat now the face of the Lord thy God and pray for me that my hand may be restored may be restored me again. And the man of God besought the Lord and the king's hand was restored him again. Clap your hands for this. I have experienced this practically. Practically. It's a privilege for me to see this verse. It's a privilege for me to live this verse. And the king said to the man of God, come home with me and refresh thyself and I will give thee a reward. And the man of God said to the king, if you will give me half of your house, I will not go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread, nor drink water in this place. For so it was charged me by the word of the Lord, saying, Eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. So he went another way, and returned not by the way that he came to better. Ladies and gentlemen, if you continue the story, I'm preaching about what? Obeying. Yes, being obedient in what? Little things. Say little things. Oh, I can't hear you. Say little things. Say little things. Now, Because of time, I want to just tell you that the story is more thrilling than that. When the man turned away, as he was going, this man of this king sent for them to convince him. I'm just making it short. The man said, no, I won't return. They spoke. If you read, you will see. If you go down to verse, as this, um, we read, we just finished reading verse 10. And the father said to the man, which way went he? His son said, this way. And then he saddled me the ass. So he went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. You must be moving. You shouldn't be sitting. Tell him, but keep moving, keep moving. Don't be sitting under a tree. Don't be sitting in places. Just be moving. So, it's, it's, so verse 15, he said to him, come home with me and eat bread. The man said, I will not come. I will not return. God told me not to return. 
Then verse 18. He said to him, I am a prophet. Also as thou art. And an angel spake to me. By the word of the Lord saying. Bring him back with thee. Into thine house. That he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him. You see, may God give you convictions. I said, may God give you convictions. May you be persuaded in the things you believe. You know, there are two ways of doing things. You can do things just because it's being done. You know, you can pay tithes because it's being... I mean, people are paying tithes. You can serve God because people are serving God. You can go to church because people are going to church. But there's also another level where you are doing it because you have understanding... A deeper understanding. Now, I will, I will, I will, I will, I will counsel you to make sure whatever you are doing, if you are a pastor, if you are a shepherd, if you have married Francis, if you have married Rita, you must be convinced and have reasons why what you are doing is good. You must, you, must, you must be convinced by the spirit of God. That is why one of the things we have to do as pastors and leaders is that when people get born again, we, there's a, a particular prayer we must pray for them. It's called the prayer for the spirit of revelation and wisdom in their knowledge. You see, because, because this is Ephesians 1. It's like when we heard that you were born again, the first prayer we prayed was that you will have the spirit of wisdom and revelation because see you you need to have a revelation about what you are doing why should you go to church why should you pay why should why should you break away from those friends because you were living a life you've been living it for 28 years why should you stop it and now enter a church with new members and new friends so he said when i heard it i prayed for you that you will have a revelation this evening, there are people in church sitting here who don't have a, a revelation of the importance of even being in church over watching on, on Facebook. If you are not convinced, and if you don't understand what you are doing, somebody can use spiritual jargons. You see, this man, he resisted a little, but it wasn't for too long. Once the man, the pastor deployed, an angel sent me. Or number two, I am, a, I am also a prophet. You see, he said, oh, but you are a pastor. I'm also a pastor. He said, you hear from God. I also hear from God. But the Bible says he was lying. In any case, if he has heard from God, the same God who spoke to him must also convince you there must be agreement in your spirit. Yes. So, so, like me... I don't know which pastor can convince me to do something I am convinced about. I mean, can, can convince me against something I'm convinced about. Because I have understanding. I have taken my time to read my Bible. When I'm doing something, I have verses. I'm saying to you that believe God that you will have understanding. Because, because if you don't do that, you will be surprised that a problem, a problem, a problem can easily sweep you off your feet. Job and his wife experienced the same problem. But the problem was able to supplant Mrs. Job 
But Job was steady, solid, grounded, established. Receive establishment. I said receive establishment. May nothing be able to take you off your feet. So, this man returned. And when he returned, the Bible says that as they sat down and they were eating, the same man, this one there, you must read it. Verse 20 of 1 Kings 13. As for this one, you must not listen to it. You must read it. And it came to pass, as they sat at the table, that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah and said, For as much as you have disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and you've not kept his commandments, but you came back and have eaten bread and drank water in the place, your carcass shall not come unto the sepulchres of your father. That's it. We will not bury you in the cemetery where your family members are buried. So he saddled and asked for him. And the Bible says, as he was going, a lion met him. Yes. A lion met him. There are certain disasters that have a reason. But the, 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 the point I want to make before I, 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 I say something about little things is that be very careful when you allow people to sin with you. Be very, very careful. Because when they sin with you and the sin is over, they themselves will rebuke you for your own spirituality. One girl had a boyfriend. This is a true story in America. A boyfriend. And the the girl who had this boyfriend, this girl, wasn't happy with her parents for ABC reasons. So, she managed to, I don't know how, the girl managed to convince this her boyfriend after I'm sure persuasions and so on, managed to get the boyfriend to kill her parents. I forget what what it was for money or just to just get rid of them for her to be free. But the guy, the boyfriend, killed the girl's parents. Of course, they were both arrested and they were jailed. But the girl was interviewed in jail. I watched that interview. And the girl was saying that. She, so she, she was angry, whatever, with the parents and so on. She wanted to kill them. But so, 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 so the, the interviewer asked her, why did you, how, I mean, why did you get your boyfriend to, why did you involve him? So I just wanted someone to do that dirty job. But he should have known better. That was, a, that was the statement the girl said that he should have known better. He should have known better. And that sentence stuck with me. 
that when people are sinning with you, they expect you to know better. And I pray that you will know so much that you will not even jump into the river of sin with anyone. Because when they finish sinning with you, they will turn around and say, about you, you are, are you not a pastor? Don't you read your Bible? Should you have done what you did? Should you have done what you did? So I pray for everyone. And this is just about the side. I'm not charging for this one. This one is free. The rest I'm charging. <laughs> Don't allow, do not allow yourself to sin with people who sometimes are also spiritual. Believe God to be strong. As the girl has come and she's crying all over you. When you finish sleeping with her and she's wearing her panties, you say, ah, but, 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 but pastor, why have you done this? Pastor, why did you do this? But she's forgotten that just seven minutes ago, she was, she was crying and begging you. Receive strength to overcome evil. May you not be a companion with somebody in an evil. Receive the ability to be strong. I said, be strong, my sister. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. God has invested so much in you. Don't allow a boy to destroy you. Don't, 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 you see, don't be an accomplice. Don't steal church offerings with a church member. She will turn around and, and, and blame you. The same prophet who told the man convince him. He said, he said I, I, I won't do it. I won't return. God has spoken. He said, no. An angel has spoken. Be very careful. Eh? Know what you believe. Be convinced in what you believe. And don't allow people don't, don't even allow people who leave the church to convince you to do things you don't want to do. To say things about your church, to say things about your pastor, to say things about, about the very church, the very place you were nurtured. Don't allow it. Fight it. Fight it. Fight it. Because as I'm speaking, there are pastors and bishops who have left the church, who are looking for disgruntled. They have already found people in that they have not left the church. Somehow, they know. They know the people who are not correct. And what you don't know is that they are just using you. Which house doesn't have problems? Which house doesn't have quarrels? Which mother has, doesn't have... If we are to take every mother on, every father on, don't you think that if we are to write an essay about our mothers and fathers, I mean, this one is freestyle. You will have things to write about your mother which are not too nice. I said they are out there. Don't join them. They will say that God spoke to me. You will hear a former bishop of Lighthouse who will use a verse to convince you that Bishop Daguard Mills is not a good pastor. Don't join them. When they finish using you, they will turn around. They are evil people. 
Don't join them. Don't allow a bishop who has left the church and has gone to set up somewhere and they are even sharing the lighthouse grace. Don't allow them to convince you that the church you have married in, they have preached to you in, you, are, you would have been in jail by now. But by the grace of God, you were delivered. Don't allow them. Don't allow them. Don't allow them. I, I, I remember. Please sit down. I don't know. The message is turning left. But I remember Bishop. Bishop said, I think he traveled. I forget where. And he was preaching or talking. And he mentioned something about Papa Hagen. And a pastor who was in the conference after the meeting, I forget the real details, but somebody in the meeting came to him after. I said, when you were speaking, you mentioned Kenneth Hagin. Is he your father? He said, yes. He's my spiritual father. I said, do you really know him? Do you really know him? Said, yes, I know him. I know him. I read his books. I listen to his messages. Really? Just a minute. So he went somewhere, whether it's office or whatever, and brought a fat book. Somebody's PhD. And the subject of the PhD thesis is Kenneth Hagin's ministry with chapter after chapter of how he's a false prophet, he's not correct, he is this and that. I mean, a litany, a litany of smear campaigns, chapter after chapter. So he gave the book to Bishop. I think he must have even died in the book. He said, as he read the book, chapter after chapter about Papa Hagin he's not a real pastor he's a fake prophet he's not real he's into occult he's into whatever as he read it he realized that his admiration of Papa Hagin was rather becoming deeper and deeper yes rather the things he read taught him how the man was a great man I'm saying to you that don't allow don't allow demon posts and some of them are even in the church not all are, have, have yet left some are in the church who are pastors some are in the church who are reverends and some of you sitting here you've been having discussions with people even about me yes yes I know some of you have got text messages about me I am aware of it that it's on your phone <laughs> I'm aware of it but I'm watching you I'm watching you who will smile I will lay my hands on you but I know what is in my head I'm watching you and the day you make that phone call that's the day I'll speak my English language to you I'm watching you Be very careful not to follow so-called I'm a, I'm a senior prophet. And I, and I don't blame you. You see, if you've not read your own Bible, that's when somebody can read his Bible and explain his interpretation of the Bible to you. I pray for you that God will have mercy on you. 
I pray that you will last. I really pray that you will last. But I'm talking about faith. I'm talking about faith. This man of God, apparently, Mr. Bishop Man, was a specialist at obeying big instructions. But he didn't respect small instructions. What was a big instruction? A big instruction as in, wear your prophetic mantle. Wear it. He wore it. Enter the temple. He went to the temple. Stand in front of the temple. In front of the altar. And prophesy. Speak. What shall I say? Say that a young boy is going to be born called Josiah. That this boy will, will sacrifice on this altar. And as you are speaking, say that this altar shall be rent, torn, broken into two. Did he do it? It looked like he was, he was, he, 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 he felt that, he felt that big instructions were more powerful. But what he forgot was that the same God who sent him told him that the town where you are going to stand and make this prophecy, prophetic declaration. Don't eat bread there. That's all. Just don't sit there and eat your sandwich. Rather, sit in your car. On the way, stop by a cell and eat the sandwich. But don't eat the sandwich at OEB. Ladies and gentlemen, this man was a specialist at obeying big instructions prophesy but what he didn't know was that the small instructions he failed to obey rather was what killed him the very small that the sandwich sandwich don't eat it oh but this is nothing some of you there are things god tells you to do so but there's nothing oh but i mean we must do outreach we must do crusade. Two weeks fast. God says I should, I should plant a, a one million dollar seed. You have, you have determined for yourself instructions that are big and must be obeyed and instructions that are small and must not be obeyed. But ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, a lion which stands for demons. Demons entered into the man's life and they finished him not by disobeying the big things, but by disobeying the small things. You know something I want to tell you tonight? God's instructions, if he says small things, the small things are as important as the big things. The small things. Some of you, God will tell you, forgive that sister and talk to her. Yes, it cannot compare to setting up a crusade with stage and sound and a choir. Just forgiving. You prefer to obey, obey an instruction to start a branch or to build a cathedral and the, the small instruction. God has always instructed me. He has always warned me. Sometimes through dreams. In fact, there the are dreams I've had that when I woke up, I was wondering, is this so important that God will speak to me in a dream? One was just a few weeks ago. Just two weeks ago. 
and he warns me about people. He talks to me about people. Some of you, God is speaking to you to block somebody on WhatsApp. Blocks, just block the person. It's not as big as go and win a soul and, 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 and make the soul a pastor. Just block the person. You don't seem to understand what I'm saying. Yes. As you walk with God, you will experience instructions. You see, I will say that when I say big instructions, I'm, I, I, I mean instructions that are they sound impressive. They sound powerful. But there is nothing like an unimportant instruction. There is nothing like a trivial instruction. Some of you, when you are sleeping, God will wake you up and say, pray for 10 minutes and sleep. Pray for 10 minutes and sleep. Just that 10 minutes sleep, just that 10 minutes of waking up can make the difference between hell and heaven in your life. Some of you, God will tell you, just go and apologize. Go and say sorry. But you rather sow hundred thousand dollar seed than to give to, to, to say sorry. As we work with God, watch out carefully. There will be instructions that are small. Instructions that are little. Instructions that are little. On your way to church, call that brother. Just call him. Visit that sister. When you go for the meeting and you meet this person, share this verse with the person. A lot of the instructions God will give us are not very, very powerful because you are not powerful. God gives powerful instructions to powerful people and you are not powerful. You should only expect small, 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 small instructions. I sat with people as if we were just having a chat. I didn't know I was prophesying. I didn't know. But what I was saying was a deeply prophetic word. But the person wanted me to be holding a towel with, an, with a bottle of oil in my left and speaking in tongues and saying, that said the Lord. My sister, kneel down and, and, and lift your two hands and I'll pour the oil and use the towel and, and to strike her three times before he knows that the pastor is speaking from God. I pray for you today eh, that, that, that you will have respect for little instructions. I said that you will have respect for little instructions. That God will come your way. He will whisper to you, change this. Change this person. Don't do this again. Don't, don't reply. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. I remember one instruction God gave me said, Don't go there. And I went there. I regret after today. Expect. Expect big instructions. Expect God to tell you, Wait on me. Pray for 50 hours. Pray for 20 hours. Some of you, God will tell you that smile at your beloved. Smile. Just smile. That smile can make the difference between ministry and no ministry. Because his commandments are not grievous. As you wait on him, 
as you pray to him, as you call on him, he will speak to you. I said he will speak to you. May you not be one who receives one instruction as big and then you trivialize another instruction as small. Because the truth is that wearing a prophetic mantle and prophesying at the altar is more powerful than where you eat sandwich or where you don't eat kose. But whether this man lived or died was not from the big instructions but from the little instructions. What little instruction God has given you has given you? I was reading something this morning and I heard it clearly. No, no, I wasn't reading something. I was trying to sleep around 2 a.m. last night and the Lord spoke to me. He said, take your iPad and read something. I said, oh, I'm very tired. Take your iPad. As I was reading, I saw one, two, three. As soon as I read the third sentence, a verse came to my mind. When I went and read the verse, I couldn't believe what I saw. But you see, he will lead you to your gold mine. He will lead you to the rivers of oil through little instructions. Turn left, turn left, turn left. He spoke to Elijah and said, turn left, go forward, move left. And there, I'm sending ravens to feed you there. May you learn to obey little instructions. Receive the spirit of sensitivity. Yes. The spirit of sensitivity. Receive the spirit that makes you pick instructions. And once it is from God. Once it is from God. Once God says I should give this offering. Once God says I should sow the seed. Once God says I should take the step. Once God says... I'm doing it. I'm doing it. If he, even if he says, I should forgive. Even if he says, I should go and beg. Even if he says, I should, I should just move a chair. Even if he says, I shouldn't go. Just turn left. Don't go there. Lift your hands tonight. I believe God is giving someone sensitivity. There are little things. Like, why you eat sandwich? Little instructions. What dress not to wear? What dress to wear? Should I wear a tie? I should not wear a tie. By the way, as you raise your hand, I want to inform you. God has something to say about every detail of your life. Yes. If you hear him. If you will hear him. I'll say it again. God has something to say about every little detail of your life. Even what to eat. And what not to eat. Lift your hands and as a priest, as a Christian, as a leader, ha, maketa basata, show me a goal, Ababa, Ramakadoma Sunday, Rama Satabea Kaba, Ramama, Ramama. People will advise you. People will counsel you. But ladies and gentlemen, you must hear a voice yourself. You must have your own witness. Don't sit in your house for a prophet, a so-called prophet to enter your house and give you instructions that will lead you to your destruction. And I'm speaking to somebody listening to me this evening. 
I said, don't sit in your house. And now you are into strange voices. Keep listening to them. When they are done with you, we are here. Come. Lift your hands. And pray. Maka to Malaba. How will our lives be like without counsel? How will we be like without instructions? People will speak to us. But be very careful. Jesus said, beware how you hear. How you hear. And what you hear. Be very careful. Lift your hands and ask the Lord. Father, speak to me. As I have my quiet time. As I move on. Holy Spirit minister to me Holy Spirit speak to me yes I need to hear your voice otherwise ha you know something I hear the spirit of the Lord he's told me something right now he said some, somebody here I don't know whether you are online you have been able to overcome an evil voice before Somebody says something about your life. I hear it's a parent. Somebody said something about your parent, your father or someone. Or somebody who has been a parent figure to you. But you were able to overcome that voice. You didn't buy it. You rejected it. But as time has gone, you are rather beginning to believe strange voices. Maybe tonight's message is two separate messages. Believing God and obeying him in little things and also 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 being aware of demon possessed Christian voices. Be very careful. Otherwise, a prophet will let you slap your mother. I've seen it before. There's nothing I'm saying that I've not seen. This wasn't a prophet. But somebody managed. But, you know, he was very wise. He was wise enough to make a U-turn. I really admire him. I really admire him. He's actually one of my heroes. Because what that brother has, I don't even think I have it. To humble yourself and make a U-turn and just, just go and say sorry. May God give me that grace also. Not to be proud. But I pray for you. Lift your hands right now. Sensitivity to the voice of highlings, strange pastors, strange prophets, strange people who enter your life and successfully make you turn your back to the voice that raised you. The voice that raised you. Now you are now a mature person. Now, now you know God. Now you are no more a child. Now you, you, you also know verses. Yes. Your bishop knows verses. You also know verses. 
Lift your hands. You are receiving something now. You are receiving strength. Ha! You are receiving it. Receive it. The inability to be uprooted from your place. Matula Baba Baba. Convictions. Receive convictions. Convictions. Yes. Let a thousand fall. I said, let a thousand fall at your side. Let ten thousand fall at your right side. But let it not come near you. Let it not come near you. I said, let a thousand fall at your side. And let ten thousand fall at your right side. But let it not come near you. Makaloma Sipa. Baikaduma. Baikaduma. Baliaga. Baduma. Shoka. Sababa. Maka. I remember the Bible talks about a woman who she and her husband they built a house and they made a room like an apartment for the prophet who wasn't living there when he's passing maybe from, from Sobenya to uh, uh, wherever then he would pass by but that woman one day she was there and she said, so no, this room is bare. Let me just make a small table. Let me just put a chair there. Let me just change the bed sheets. These are small. The big one is a house. The big one is the apartment. The big one is the room. What is a chair? If you can build the house, what is a chair? But as she obeyed those little instructions, what she didn't know was that she was creating a pregnancy for herself. Jesus. She was, she was, she was, she was refreshing the person in such a way that his bowels would not be open to speak. You know, can you, can you lift your hands? And receive sensitivity to little instructions. Little instructions. Small. 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 Little. Small. Instructions. Obey. Obey. He'll tell you. Read your Bible. You say, go and say hello. Go and say hello to your mother. Just that three minutes of going to say hello to your mother will, will, will let you miss a car on the road. Yes. Go and say hello to your wife. Go, just, just go to the room and say goodbye to your wife. Go and, go and say goodbye to your husband. Just that going to say goodbye will let you miss a track at Zongo Junction. Just going to say goodbye. Lift your hands for sensitivity. Towards little instructions faith respects little instructions faith is not only for crusades and temples and cathedrals faith is also for stop stop what you are doing faith is also for don't go there don't do this again change this it will not be a cathedral it will not be a conference it will not be a crusade it will not be a church service but it has power to change you remember the man the prophet he died a lion at him not because he disobeyed the big instruction 
but he disobeyed the small instruction the small the small the small the small because whether it is small or big it comes from the same mouth of God whether it is small or big it comes from the same mouth of God and nothing God says is frivolous Father, we thank you for tonight. We are grateful to you for the privilege to refresh ourselves with a little word, something to carry us on. But may this be the deliverance of our lives. Don't go to that man's house again. Don't text him, block him. When you meet him, don't hug him. Just stand there. Little, little, seemingly banal. Seemingly banal instructions. But they are carriers of destiny. They are carriers of destiny. Help me to obey you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Help me to obey you, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me to obey you, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me to obey you, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me to obey you, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me to obey you, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me to obey you, Lord. Help me, Lord. In Jesus' name. And every eye closed and every head bowed. If you are here, you want to give your life to Christ. I want to pray for you. You want to be born again. I want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are here and you want to be born again, you are online. You want to receive a word from God. I want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to be born again. I don't know where you are. I don't know who you are. But I want to pray with you. Say after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you for my salvation. I thank you for my salvation. Tonight, tonight, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my sins. For my sins. Please have mercy on me. 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 Make me your child. Make me your child. Make me your child. Make me your child. I declare today. I declare today that I am born again. That I am born again. That you are my master. That you are my master. And you are my lord. And you are my lord. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Clap your hands. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands.